Cause I'm my CD Success in my reach beat Destined to leave free Dressing a three-piece Rolling in Lexus Dressed with the weed scene Do it for Montreal While repping the BD Meaning it's Bangladesh Keeping a gangster fresh Releasing Hi everyone, it's Cam And this is Boney's third podcast We're really excited A really good uh, second podcast Talked about a lot of interesting things. Uh, it was about going back to Bangladesh. I hope you've heard it. If you haven't, please listen to it. This is our third podcast, like I said, and today we're going to talk about something a little bit more serious, and that's about college and specifically why our Bengali parents obsessed about us going to college and is college actually valuable? And Fahim and I are not experts. But uh, totally not. We, all, we we have our we have our individual experiences with college, and we just want to talk about uh, whether it's worth it or not, and a couple of other things related to college. Totally, guys. So the first thing we need to address, of course, is a question that many of us have, and that's why our parents want us to go to college. All right. Um, we have a great example of our one person who gave us a really good explanation of it. We'll get into that. Uh, but first, of course, I, why I personally think it is, is because our parents come from sometimes very modest backgrounds back in Bangladesh. And this country is a land of opportunities. And if you're not well-educated, even technically, like even if you're technically not well-educated, and by technically I mean maybe, you know, you can go to technical school, for example, plumbing or any form of IT program. If you're not technically or regular educationally backgrounded, you will not be able to do anything. And that's why they really, really, really pressure all their kids to get some sort of an education. Of course, the most valid form of education is a college degree, and that's definitely why that's almost a mandatory option for all of us. Yeah, we interviewed for Boney, this guy, his name was MD Islam. He's featured on, on Boney's IG. He had a really good explanation for why a lot of people want their kids to here to go to college. He explained that a lot of people, if you notice, there's, they were lawyers in Bangladesh or doctors even, or held really reputable white-collar jobs in Bangladesh, but they come here and they're working blue-collar jobs or in restaurants or driving a cab. And he explained that part of the reason is because when they come here, they have an immediate need to make money, to put, put uh, food on the table or send money back to Bangladesh. So what they, they do is they take on these other jobs. And it's difficult for them to go, go to med school or you know, take the bar, study for the bar, or take the, take, go back to law school because they immediately have to put money on the table. So I thought that was a really good explanation and for why those people would want their kids to go to college because they really didn't have the opportunity because they had that immediate need to make money. Right, right. He also said, he gave a very, very great point on why we should take advantage of the education that America offers us. It's because Bangladesh has a very, very few number of public universities. So if you're not the best of the best, you're not going to go to a public university. And if you're not going to public university, the only option you have left is either technical school or you have to go to a private university. And more often than less, private universities are very, very expensive. For example, MD Islam, he went to Dhaka University, which is probably the NYU of Bangladesh, okay? It's, a, it's very good, right? He got, he got his master's okay. from there as well. He's really smart. And his daughter was also going to that school, but his younger daughter was still in high school. His explanation was that he had a great job in a bank, but even if he's an executive in a bank, 
his salary, if you look at like graphs and median level salaries, is not above a thousand dollars a month, which is seventy thousand to eighty thousand Bangladesh takas. And the cheapest private university is probably like five hundred thousand takas a semester. How would you afford that? So mm-hmm. how would even someone who has a great educational background afford? And he had two kids. How would he afford two kids to go to an university like that? So it comes down to either technical school or going to a very like you know some universities are shady. Bangladesh has some shady universities, which are very cheap, but those degrees really don't mean anything. So, which is why... So I'm not very familiar with the... Yeah. Go ahead. So he was saying how having that opportunity to come to the States, you don't have to worry about money because you have the option to go to a community college. You have the option to go to a CUNY or a SUNY university as well, and there's financial aid for everyone. So why would you not take advantage of that opportunity when you're here? Exactly. I I mean, I went to CUNY for undergrad, and there were some of my friends that, that didn't go, weren't going to college, and I was just thinking, and I know their parents probably didn't make a lot of money, and I was just telling them, why aren't you in school? It's free money. I mean, some of my friends would get money back at the end of the semester from financial aid, and I just didn't didn't understand why they wouldn't do that. It's free money. You're getting paid to go to school. But, I'm, but going back to schools in Bangladesh, I'm not very familiar with the education system there. So I always hear MA, I or BA Pashkursi, like what's that and what's honors and commerce? Okay. Like, do you, are you familiar yeah, so with what all those According to my research, so the degree system in Bangladesh <laughs> follows the UK degree system, okay? So you'll start off with the JSC exam, which is like elementary school. Then you're going to go to um, SSC, which is basically, I would say 10th grade. And then after 10th grade, you would go on to the 12th grade and complete the HSC, which is finishing high school, right? So instead of like the high school degree, you got the HSC degree, all right? And after that, you have the option to get a bachelor's degree. A bachelor and an honors is the same thing. So sometimes some people will tell you that they have an honors. It means they have a bachelor's. An honors is a bachelor's Uh. degree in arts or it can be in science or it can be in engineering or it can be in law. If it's law, the degree is called LLB. It's a Bachelor of Law. Okay. Ah, okay. So an honor, what okay. a bachelor's is to us is honors to Bangladeshi people. Right? And then okay, some okay. people say they're MA Pash. MA Pash just means they have a master's degree. Okay. 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 Interesting. And then that, like you said, that's like the European system. That is system. a European system, yeah. That's how it's been since the British used to be, you know, ruling over there. So we just never let it go. There's a lot of Bengali words, too. Okay. For example, like, you know how we say wallet? Bengali yeah. say money bag. <laughs> <laughs> this we, that's another episode. Yeah. We could do a whole episode of words that are the word used differently. And also, we were talking to someone about this the other day. Is is there? Uh, we could do a whole episode on pronunciation. There's certain pronunciations that Bengali people can't make that that is very difficult. Even if you've tried to put put a gun to somebody's head in Bangladesh, they couldn't pronounce V. I mean, it's because it, it's not in the in the Bengali exactly. alphabet. There's no V in the Bengali alphabet. I think yeah. <laughs> But there's no there's no V, so that's that's really interesting too. So, but for everyone's uh, knowledge, so Fahim and I, I went to uh, CUNY undergrad, did economics, and then I did a master's in info systems. So I obviously value a college education. I don't know if I would have gone that route. Let's say if I came from a wealthy family or I didn't have an immediate need to make money. Part of the reason I went into Economics and finance is because at the time, 
people were making a lot of money in finance and I thought that was a really good way for me to make a lot of money right away. So that's the route I went. Now, I don't know if I would have gone that route. Sraim has a more interesting story uh, around his uh, post-high school education. Yeah, I mean, I, I jumped around a lot. I was, I'm the definite, look, first of all, I joined a pre-med program at a school at a expensive private institution here in New York City, like, you know, every other cliched brown child that there is. And uh, I went from pre-med and then, then I realized I don't want to go to school for 10 years and I went to pharmacy. Then I realized I don't even want to go to school for six years. <laughs> I want to be out after a bachelor's degree. But after pharmacy school, I did take a break for some other issues. And then now that I'm back, I'm currently, I'm currently getting my uh, degree in information systems. Uh, now, were your parents uh, the reason you did you, you originally did medical? My parents were 100% the reason I did medical in the beginning. Were they were they angry when you they were said- upset? But they also see how much I love what I'm learning now. And uh, okay. as you grow older, like this is this is a tip I'm gonna share with all these like you know freshmen and high schoolers. Like in the beginning, you guys are gonna think you have no options. Your parents don't care about your feelings sometimes, and like you you're gonna like basically you have to do what they say. And if you don't do it, you're the worst child in the world. That's not true. All right, they're your parents. They, they care still about love your you. happiness more. <laughs> Okay. Like they still love you. Yeah. Back to college, when I told my parents, like, listen, my dad was still down, but I was like, okay, um, you're a little bit older. You're 22. You're going back to school. You can still go to med school. You'll be a doctor by the time you're 30. That's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Yeah, so, I know what you're saying. When I said I'm like, you know, it's it's not about the time at this point. I just don't enjoy it anymore, and I feel like I enjoy information systems, and I and, and like I I love cloud. I love coding more. It just makes me more happier. And he understood. You know, he understood. So what I'm saying is you guys are at that age now. Maybe you're 17, 18, 19, even 20. And you're too afraid to tell your mom or dad that, guys, listen, I don't want to do this. But you need to explain to them how what you're really passionate about. You can't just jump around from one major to another and not be passionate about it. Like if they see that you really love something, like I live and breed code, like Cam knows as well. Like I love technology-related stuff. So... When they saw that I'm really happy doing this, they were completely okay with it because they know that I'm going to be successful in that field because I genuinely enjoy doing it. I can either be a horrible doctor or a very, very, very good cloud architect, basically. Cool. You know, so let's talk about whether in today's work environment is college actually necessary. So in any group of friends, you'll always have that one guy that'll say, oh, Oh, why do you need college? Look at look at Bill Gates. Look at Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. They they all dropped out of school. They never finished college. And to them, I would say, are you are you do you have a Windows a version of Windows in mind that you're working on in, in your in your garage? I mean, do you have like the next Facebook in your head? Do you have something like that in your idea? So I just feel like when somebody says, "Oh, look at Bill Gates and look at Mark Zuckerberg," they are a good example of some of smart people that probably were would have been successful regardless of this, anything. They probably didn't need college, but that doesn't mean everybody doesn't need college, I think. But but what what I do think is that nowadays for certain fields like coding, uh, like computer science, there's other ways 
that you can get really good knowledge without college. Like these boot camps are amazing. These some of these boot camps are actually really difficult to get into, and they're very reputable. And if you want to learn coding in six months, hardcore coding in six months, they're very good. And you probably don't need college for that. And companies will hire you. Adding on to what you said about Mark Zuckerberg, you guys need to realize Mark Zuckerberg created his first program at the age of thirteen. All right. When I was He's 13, yeah. I didn't know what a computer was, all right? <laughs> like, it's, we're not the same. This guy took college courses in high school. He won awards in mathematics, physics, and astronomy, all right? And classical studies. He's at a different level. Oh, you, wow. you can't do things that Mark Zuckerberg is doing because you're not Mark Zuckerberg. That guy's one in a million. It's different. It's not cool when you compare yourself to him because you guys will never have the same outcome. He's one in a billion. Exactly. And the other thing is, like, and, and again, you know, I'm college educated. However, I still recognize that you can have work experience and compensate for some of that. A lot of these big firms, a lot of the big four accounting firms, Google, I think also, uh, they have uh, eliminated college requirements for many of their jobs. So you can still do really well without college, but you, you can't say, but, but you still can't use that excuse that look at bill gates because you have to compensate some you have to compensate for it whether it's like i said one of these boot camps or whether you learn on your own and you could prove that you know some of these languages or you have actual work experience right but you know just to say oh you know, i don't need to go to college because you know mark zuckerberg didn't go to college i think it's just idiotic also don't say you know something if you don't know it all right because when you're going to an interview and there's an interview board. They're asking you questions. They have decades of experience on you. They will know. All right. They will ask you questions that you probably don't even know existed. So if you want to vouch for something, make sure you know that thing itself. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing, so recently, Fahim and I have had exposure to a lot of entrepreneurs. And I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but... I've been a corporate, uh, I guess, junkie for so long that I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of stuck. But I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, which is why we we started Boney and uh, I met Fahim and we started Boney. But what what do you think some of the the pros and cons are of of you know being an entrepreneur? Pros: you're your own boss, of course. You have all the freedom in the world, and you're probably doing something you're really passionate about and that you really believe in. And hopefully in the future can make you a very, 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 very rich person. But the cons are, for exactly in my situation or even in your situation, I have a family, right? I can't really leave everything that I'm doing and go 100% into a venture that I don't know if it will work or not. That That's a really big con. You need some sort of economic backing to go into something like that. And that's something really hard for people in the Southeast Asian community to do because we don't know who's going to be paying the bills when we're when we quit our job and we start working on something like this 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, I feel like in today's age there's like this people look down on people that work 9 to 5 and I I kind of find it incredibly annoying. And there's always people at networking events that ask people that want to work or work for a job, work for a company like why do you want to work for someone else? Why don't you be your own boss? Why do you want to work for a nine-to-five? I feel like a lot of those people that say that have access to 
uh, something that's it's really technical. It's called Daddy Pockets, <laughs> and and they don't have to ever worry about putting food on the table, or they can take the risk of starting a cabbage delivery app that they can lose fifty thousand dollars on because they know they have Daddy's Pockets. But it's not the route for everyone. I think if you, again, if you have that entrepreneurial spirit, you can work for a company, a big company, and learn how to manage time, learn how learn leadership skills, learn project management skills, and do something on the side. And when it's big enough, maybe then quit your job. But I don't. I feel like nowadays there's all this hustle, like all this, there's this, all this uh, people are pushing. You know, start your own company, start your own company, but it's just not for everyone else. And if it is, it's not for everyone else right out of college. Right, right. As well, something that I'm going to say, just because you have a family to support and you're working a nine-to-five and they completely depend on you, like Cam said, that doesn't mean you can't start something, all right? One thing you have to do is work your butt off, all right? You're probably going to have a lot of sleepless nights, uh, like he said. For example, one of... Uh, the CPAs we know, Ahad, you know, Cam knows Ahad as well. He graduated from Baruch, he's a CPA, and this guy worked so hard. He got a job before graduation, he got his CPA license while he was working full-time, and then he worked for a few years, and at the side, he was doing his own thing, and he lives up in the Bronx, and he accumulated enough clients to quit his job completely, and now he has one location in the Bronx, and he's opening a second one in Queens. Like, he's successful. And he's an entrepreneur, and he has a family. He just yeah. his wife just gave birth to a kid. He's doing great. Yeah, he's a perfect example of what I just said. You know, if he, he's always had the entrepreneurial spirit, where he worked for a company for a while, but you know, you know, learned a lot of these skills that I talked about, and then now he's out on his own. He's a perfect example of that. And yeah, he, he's probably someone that we'll you know, eventually have on the on the podcast, and love to have uh, conversations about him about his journey. But yeah, I mean, it's a perfect example. Exactly. So just because you, you're working a 9 to 5 and you have to support your family 100% does not mean that, you, you know, it's the dead end for you. There's always options. We're going to bring a lot of people onto the show that can tell you how to do that. Of course, never fail to reach out to us if you have any questions. Like I personally am working on something on the side as I go to school full time and as I work. I know Cam's working on something as well. We all have something on the side. You know, the, the time, the point is to just... Make sure you put enough time into it so it slowly grows as you're doing your full-time job as well. Wait, Fahim, you're cheating on Boney? <laughs> I would never leave Boney, bro. Boney is life. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, we covered a lot. Um, again, Fahim and I are not claiming to know anything about or know everything about these topics, about entrepreneurship, about pros and cons of college. It's purely our experience and our, our observations throughout the years. Uh, feel free to... Tell us if you disagree, uh, email us or uh, message us on, on IG. Facebook. And, uh, we'll definitely. We're on everything, yep. guys. Yep. You, can, you can go to our Facebook page. You can go to bengalsofnewyork.com. We have a blog there. Comment, share, like. We're here to listen to you. Yeah, and I'm always just fast. I'm just so amazed at the number, uh, about uh, the feedback that we're getting. We're being reached out to by so many people that are really excited by what we're doing and want to collaborate with us. Uh, we just got a message from this uh, group in, I think they're in Pennsylvania or maybe New Jersey, 
uh, called The Children of Ni- uh, 1971. Really cool. Um, 1971 was, was our, was our independent, uh, year of independence and, you know, they want to do some work with us and, uh, we're like, we're absolutely happy to collaborate with them. They actually listened to our podcast. I don't know how we fa- they found us, but they actually listened to our podcast. Really excited about that. Uh, I actually also had lunch with this really cool guy. He's like a documentary maker. He works for CNN, Reuters. He does a lot of stuff for, he also works for, now he works for Now This, uh, which is an online newsletter, a uh, news platform. Super cool guy, and he also really he gave me some f- fascinating. He gave me some really good advice about growing the Boney platform. He loved what we were doing. Super cool guy, and uh, yeah, we're just meeting amazing people uh, because of Boney. Um, I'm fine. People are telling me about Boney. I've come across a few people that are like telling me about it, and I'm just you know laughing inside because you know we're one. Of, I'm one of the people that are involved in right. it. So. Really happy, really happy to see uh, the feedback. That the we're moment getting. when someone tells you about something you're a part of, and they don't know you're a part of it, it's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> yeah, it really is because uh, you know we work hard, and uh, it's uh, that's the fruits of our. And of baby. course, guys, a shout out to our team. You know, like we're not the only ones. We have so many people. It's a big team. Like you guys would think this stuff is easy, but it's, it's honestly now that we have a really big team now. We have photographers, we have social media managers, we have someone doing our website, and we hope to bring them all on on the show one day. They're all working so hard, and we couldn't have done it without them, so I just want to say that I love you all also. Absolutely. All right, so that was, uh, that's our episode today, and uh, uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Ain't nothing new under the sun 101, the hunting begun For something I want My heart pounding like thunderous thumb Pumping my lungs, hyperventilating My life's coming undone So I'm running, running, no foresight Separating my negative thoughts like a apartheid Keeping the whole world in God's eyes And wondering what it's all like How we just an animal breed Do we share the same genes as Adam and Eve? Why do we sleep to canvas a dream? Throw my motherfucking hands in the stream And take a stance in the heat Handle the breeze Batting an element Trapped in a settlement With my back See the elephant Rapping and stabbing me Leaving me with gashes And seven legs But as long as I'm alive I keep my ass patting And laughing And still steady traveling Presidents who represent me, producer pressing in peace, suppressing MCs. Wanna leave my stress on the beat, but sometimes being a rapper can be depressing and deep. Facing rejection a week, it's either I'm too generic or the message too deep. Mama wants me in school so I can get a degree. I ain't ready to be, and I guess she wants whatever is better for me. But one day they'll press on my CD, success in my reach, be destined to leave free. Pressing a three piece, rolling in Lexus, that's with the weed scene. Do it for Montreal. Sing along.
song Never been the type to sing alone when I sing a song I've always only sing alone Hey, talking about singing single son Talking about how I'm always fucking single dog Hey, talking about commitment, put a ring upon A bitch, relationship keeps sinking on On the pen is why I keep my fingers on Make beautiful music, tune that linger on God, when when it's lonely to stop I rose from the block and could have been the rose on the block But been told to foreclose and go to my spot Cause money don't roll through when you open your heart They call the savages and deny my history Shroud in my culture, it lies in mystery Why you try to mimic me, I be on stage selling my pain Will you buy my misery? Baby, don't you know that I'm